speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. According to St. John, the 20th chapter. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. That evening, when Jesus came through the heavy wall of the house and passed the locked door, what he found right there in that house, in that room, was a bunch of dead bones. Just like our Old Testament reading about a valley full of dead and parched bones, well, the disciples were not much better off. The disciples were afraid. They were afraid of the hatred of the people that put Jesus on the cross. They were afraid, thinking that they might be put on the cross as well. And so they had carefully locked the doors and hidden the house out of fear. Yes, fear. Keep in mind, though, that this was not the first time that they had feared for their lives. Several nights before, yes, several nights before, in the garden, fear scattered them as the temple guards came and arrested Jesus. They feared, they ran, they scurried. And so the point being, that night, as they huddled in the house with locked doors, Jesus came right into their midst. And as he did come into their midst, he came in the midst of fear, in the midst of dread and terror, right there. Now, as we have heard before in previous sermons and Bible studies, fear is the opposite of faith. Fear is not a virtue. Fear, it's not healthy. 
bluntly stated fear, well, it's sin. Indeed, it is sin. That is to say, the Bible itself speaks about fear over 353 times and specifically says not to fear over 85 times, over 85 times indeed. Now, even medical science does not speak positive about fear as well. Fear has a way of affecting all aspects of our health, from our blood pressure to hormones and even our adrenaline. Fear can affect the cerebral part of the mind as well, the brain, making our mind foggy and causing slowness in good judgment. Fear can also weaken our immune systems and even damage our stomachs through things such as ulcers. And so fear not only breaks down our body, but also has a way of making us collapse inward on ourselves. When fear comes along and it strikes at us, well, and we live by fear, well, we end up protecting our body. We pull within. We hunch over. We cover our chest. When fear comes at us, we close our eyes. We plug our ears. Indeed, when it creeps towards us, we go into our houses, we go into our bedrooms, we shut our doors, we pull the blinds shut, we shut our doors, we lock them, and we even, yeah, we even pull the covers up over our heads. We also put up emotional and spiritual walls, metaphoric walls, if you will. And in the end, fear causes us, get this, to cut ourselves off from anything that might be a threat, to cut ourselves off from anything that might be a threat. It results in us isolating ourselves from everything and everyone around us. It leaves us alone with ourselves. But my friends, being alone is not what it is cracked up to be. You see, we should be more afraid, get this carefully, hear this carefully, you and I should be more afraid of our own hearts than we are of everything else around us when we're left alone. Permit me an opportunity to explain. In the late 1800s, a quote was being circulated quite frequently, a quote that was circulated that was attributed to Martin Luther. Now, truth be told, as we look through history and we look back to the primary sources, well, Luther probably did not say this quote. Indeed, he probably did not say this. Nonetheless, it is such a good quote that it's worth repeating and worth hearing. It goes like this. I am more afraid of my own heart than of the Pope and all of his cardinals. I have within me the great Pope, self. <laughs> Listen to that again. I'm more afraid of my own heart than all of the Pope and all of his cardinals, for I have within me the great Pope, self. In other words, well, there's a lot of fear in this world, things that threaten you and me. Ultimate safety is not blocking everything else out, resulting in you and me being isolated by ourselves and alone. That's not safety. The reason is that there's just as much to threaten us right here in our own heart as there is outside of us in that big bad world out there. Now, dear friends, please keep in mind, please remember, yes, please remember that Sin is indeed in the world. We do not deny that. Sin is in the world. But sin also springs forth from where? From our human hearts. From within, Jesus says, comes evil intentions, wickedness and pride and slander and so forth. The list is endless. This is why Jesus tells us that we must deny ourselves. 
There are indeed things out there that we fear, but my friends, there is much more to fear right underneath our nose, our human hearts, right here beneath our human nose, right here close as can be our human hearts. So as we consider this, we're in quite a predicament, aren't we? Fear causes us to retreat, to to pull within, to go inward for safety, to build up walls. In fact, when we do that, we're not completely safe from that which is inward, the sinful heart. We're threatened by that which is outside, and then we're threatened that which is on the inside. We're threatened by the big bad world, and we're threatened by that corruptible heart at the center. What is a person to do? As we consider our reading from the Gospel of John yet again, it's quite amazing to consider what happened. You see, the disciples were lousy friends. <laughs> they were indeed. They were lousy. They were very lousy friends. In fear, they abandoned Christ in the garden. And here they are again. They're locked up in a small room, living by fear and not by faith. One could almost say that they were trapped by fear or paralyzed by fear. They were bound up. And as we consider this, We have to remember, too, that Jesus did tell the disciples everything that took place would occur. Yes, he did. Christ promised the disciples that he would bleed, that he would die, that he would be buried. And he also promised them the good news that he would rise again on the third day. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the disciples did not live by faith, by the promises of Jesus, but they lived by fear. And so Jesus had to come to them. He had to come to them. And get this, when he came to them, he was not mad. That is right, despite them huddling in that room with fear running through their veins, fear running through their minds, fear permeating that room, well, Jesus, he was not angry. But he came right into their midst. He came to them to give them peace. He came right there into their midst to chase away fear and to free them with faith. And dear friends, this is exactly the same thing that Christ does for you and for me this day. Baptized saints, hear this loud and clear. Fear is not a virtue. Furthermore, we cannot offset fear with our own abilities, with our own plans, our own schemes, and our own ideas. Fear is not overcome by you and me pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. It simply does not work this way. Sure, you and I can somehow think we can eradicate fear, by our own willpower and strength. But in reality, we're only keeping it at bay for a little while. It returns later on, and oftentimes with vengeance. But Christ? But with Christ? Well, when Christ comes, he replaces fear with faith. He chases fear away. For the disciples, again, for the disciples in our reading from the Gospel of John, Jesus, he came into their fear, into their trembling, into their dread and their terror, And he said four simple words, peace be with you. And the disciples, they were given exactly what Jesus spoke. They were given peace. In other words, through speaking to them and showing them his nailed mark hands and feet and side, Christ gave peace. He gave quietness. He gave peace to their minds. He gave quietness to their soul. He gave rest to their bodies. And he gave them security by being the peace that they needed By speaking Christ, he actually created faith in them, faith that swallowed up fear. The same thing 
The same thing occurs in our Old Testament as well. Ezekiel, what does he do? He preaches, he speaks, he proclaims to dead bones. And simply stated, through speaking, through preaching, through proclamation, dead bones come to life. It's by the power of preaching, by the power of speaking, by the power of the word being spoken into those contexts. And so the point that is being made is this. You and I, every single one of us, we need a preacher. We need a preacher to speak the word of God into our ears so that faith is created, so that faith is strengthened. We need a preacher to speak the promises of God into our ears so that fear is not only chased away, but that it finds its end in faith. And so, practically speaking, practically speaking, if you find yourself in fear, stop looking at that which threatens you. Stop pulling inward. Stop coming inward and building up walls. Just stop. Stop everything. Stop and listen. Hear the word of God. Peace be with you. Yes, hear it again. Peace be with you. You see, if you are fearful of the powers of the world, fearful of the ideologies and the political forces at the world and the way that they come at you, fear not, blessed saint. Hear right now that your Jesus is bigger than the world. Yes, here you have been crucified in relationship to the world, and the world has been crucified unto you. And so you are set free in Christ from the fear of pleasing others and fitting into the little tiny patterns that they dictate to you. You are free. Peace be with you. If you are fearful of sickness and death, fear not, blessed saint. Hear this today that the Lord is with you even when you walk through the valley of the darkness and the shadow of death. No matter how dark, no matter how deep the valley, you have a good shepherd and you are his sheep. You do not belong to the jaws of the wolf of death, but your good shepherd has claimed you. And your good shepherd, he will never let you go. No matter how dark again and no matter how deep the valley is, no matter how painful and how much dread the suffering is, no one can snatch you from his hand, and so do not fear. Peace be with you. If you are surrounded by hordes of demons, fearful of all hell breaking loose in your life, hear this. The Lord protects you from all danger. He is your light and your salvation. In times of trouble, he will shelter you, he will keep you, and he will place you on a secure rock. And so you shall not be afraid of the evil one, for the evil one is in, indeed a defeated foe. Peace be with you. Baptized saints, your Lord has deemed it necessary for you to hear and to hear often, and God be praised for that. It is necessary for us to hear often. And so he places preachers into your lives, and these preachers, well, it's quite simple. They're to proclaim, to preach the word of God into your ears and into your hearts so that fear would no longer be central in your lives. These preachers are to preach the word of God so that fear would be chased away, that you would be forgiven of your sins, and that you would live by faith, faith that clings to the Son of God who loved you, the Son of God who loved you and gave himself up for you completely. Blessed saints, peace be with you. Yes, peace be with you. Rest in Christ. Peace be with you. Amen. Thy strong word be
speaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.